All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 17th, 2022 and week 163. If you're new around here, welcome to join the midst of the storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it's another question and it asks, what time is it? Um, Paul said in one place, it's high time we awake out of our sleep. He also said that Jesus could come back at any time. So how much more important, how much more urgency should we have today? So we'll take a look at that. We'll take a deep dive in the Bible. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Most of us, at least, you know, every day, every other day, we're, we're asking this question a lot. If you actually just stop and recognize um, what time is it? It is a crucial question. It's a crucial piece of information uh, that we need to know. And in fact, we actually started a little bit early tonight. Um, so uh, it matters, the time, the time matters. There's things that we sign up for. Um, somebody might be going to a job for an interview. You have a time slot. You know, everything has a time. Even if it's just going to a job, there's a certain time you're supposed to be there. There's a certain time you're supposed to leave. Everything is timed. Everything in this world, uh, if you want to watch a TV show, you say, what time does it come on? You say, well, it doesn't come on TV. Uh, but then you're still wondering, well, what time will it be put on Netflix or, you know, whatever. Things operate according to time. And so what time are we in right now as far as God is concerned? Um, he's not concerned about <laughs> the new show on Netflix as we are or the football game coming on. He's not concerned about that. God's concerned about our salvation. As Melvin said, Paul told us, it's time for us to wake up. It's high time, but we're still asleep on God. So we're going to look at this tonight, the time that we're in. We're seeing things happen in the world. Uh, some of these things we're looking at, we say, man, I've never seen the world in this condition that it's in. Uh, as we listen to so many older people um, who have lived a lot longer lives than us, they tell us all the time, you know, things just did not used to be this way. Um, prices, you, we can look at gas prices. We say, man, it, it never used to be this high. We can look at food prices. We can look at shortages of things. Uh, even on today, uh, went to a car shop and they were telling me, you know, it's, it's hard for us to get these tires in. We can't seem to get them. Everything, there's a shortage of things going on in the world. And, and they, these are the things we're going to get into by the grace of God tonight. So um, if you guys are tuning in, those who are tuning in, we say God bless you. Um, um, hello to you, praise the Lord, um, and just continue, spend a little time with us. We won't uh, take you all night, but <laughs> we do want to just fellowship a little bit and, and see what thus saith the Lord. So 
Let us move to Matthew chapter 24, where we will pick up verse 3. You got anything, Melvin? Uh, yes, we have two comments. Kiara says, praise the Lord and blessings. And Chris King says, hey, brothers. Praise um, the Lord. Praise him. Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we pray that you get something out of the message. Praise the Lord to my wife. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> as well as Chris, thank you too. God bless you guys. Um, and I'm glad that you guys are in with us. Um, and hopefully we're sounding good. Looks like everything is going well as far as I can see, but sometimes people still say <laughs> they can't hear us. So by the grace of God, we will continue. Matthew 24, and let's pick up verse 3 here. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? They began to ask him some questions. How will we know the end of the world is here? How will we know you're going to return? What they were asking him they said, give us some signs. We want to be able to tell what time it is. We can tell what time it is uh, even just by looking at the position of the sun. Now, we've gotten clocks, so we've made it uh, a lot easier. We can just look at our clock. But, you know, sometimes the clock is wrong. But uh, when they didn't have these things, they had to focus more on the position of the sun. And so... Now, anyone in their right mind, we know uh, if the sun is almost down, we know the day is coming to an end. If we know the sun is just about to rise, we know the day is coming to a beginning. Uh, so we can look at certain signs. We know when the sun's just about in the center. We know it's around 12 o'clock. So it's certain things we can look for to tell what time it is. And so this happens in a spiritual sense also because we want to know when Jesus is going to return. Now, I know people make a lot of jokes about that, uh, about the return of Jesus, because it seems as if it's taking a lot of time. And we're going to get to that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but they asked him, tell us. How can we tell the time? How can we tell what time it is? So let's see what Jesus had to say about this. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. You know, there's a lot of deceivers in the world today. A lot of deceivers. He said, take heed. Now we talked about, uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but we talked about taking heed to yourself. Here, Jesus said, I want you to pay attention because somebody's going to deceive you. And when we're deceived, we don't know it. We think we're fine, but we're really not. That's what deception is. You don't know you're being deceived. You don't know it. So he said, you got to pay attention or someone will deceive you. The thing that's going on in the world today is we're deceived, but we're not trying to find out how. We're not wanting to find out. I talk to, uh, As I talk to people, I begin to see why the world is in the condition that it's in. We're deceived, and we're not trying to change it. We think 
Well, God is going to pretty much save us all. We think that because we're deceived. We're believing nothing matters. I just have to be a good person. Jesus said, don't let anybody deceive you. It's going to take you to wake up out of your sleep. A lot of times I think about what Jesus said, uh, and he said something similar in this chapter. When he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, every time he came back, they were asleep. He said, could you not stay up for one hour? I think about that a lot when it comes to Bible study, when it comes to reading. I I started to read the other night or the other day. And as soon as I started reading, my flesh got weak. And I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting so drowsy, so sleepy. But can I not stay up for one hour? Can I not? But if I go and watch the ball game, if I go listen to some music, if I go play my keyboard, if I go do anything else, if I go to the beach, I can stay up all night with no problem. And so Jesus looks at me and he said, can you not watch for one hour? You can't even do one. Now there's 24 in the day. You can't do one. And so thinking about myself, as I sometimes I'll drive, and I began to fall asleep. And you know what I decided to do? Man, I got to shake around. I got to move. Let the window down. Let me stick my hand out the window. Let me try to uh, hear something that'll kind of excite, excite me and get me going. Why? Because I know if I fall asleep, this might be the last time I fall asleep. If I fall asleep at the wheel, this this just might be the last time. And so I'm trying so very hard to stay alert, to stay focused, no matter what happens, no matter how sleepy I get, no matter how bad I feel, no matter how tired I am. I say, I got to stay up. But I've noticed when it comes to the word of God, that sense of urgency is not there. We say, well... I'm okay if I doze a little. We're not fighting as hard as we possibly can with our life. When it comes to our spiritual life, we're not fighting as hard as we can. But what we don't know is if you just so happen to fall asleep on God, this might be the last time you fall asleep. He He just might say, you know what? I'm not giving you a chance to come back. Now, I'm not telling you he will, but you're taking a very big risk. The same way if I fall asleep at the wheel, it might not mean I'm going to die. There's there's a lot of cases we've heard people that didn't die, but you're taking a very big risk. And so we have to know what time it is. It's time to wake up out of our sleep. It's time for us to take God seriously. We can do so many things all week long, all year long. And when it comes to God, we're deceived. We say, well, it's not that important. It doesn't matter if I take some time off from God. But we make plans to do everything else fun in our lives. 
But when it comes to God, I can't plan around him. I can't plan to set aside some time for him. This is what time it is right now. It's time for us to wake up out of our sleep. So Jesus said, don't let anyone deceive you. It's time to wake up. This is how you're going to know what time you're in. Let's see what time we're in, Melvin. Let's pick it up. Verse five, he said, don't let anyone deceive you. I hope somebody would hear this. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Let's pick up verse five. Uh, really quickly, Casey, Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. Love you guys. Love you too, man. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Sandra says, good evening. And good evening to you as well. Thank both of you guys for tuning in. Praise Hopefully you get something out of the message. Praise the Lord. God bless you guys. Um, so verse five, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Look at what time we're in. So many people are saying, I'm a Christian. Deceiving people, deceiving others. Why? Because they're not a true Christian. And we're looking at their lives and saying, well, so-and-so's doing this and doing that. And they're saved. Well, I can do it. And we're and they're doing everything God said not to do. But because they are claiming to be saved, we'll model our lives behind them. We won't model our lives by people who actually live the life that God said. We model our lives around people who claim to be followers of Christ. And yet, they're still doing everything that the world is doing. He said, don't be deceived. Somebody's going to keep looking at these people. He said, this is how you're going to know what time it is. You're going to have a lot of Christians. You know, when this thing first started out, so you got to recognize how things have changed. When this thing first started out, you didn't have a lot of Christians. You had Jesus and his 12. You had John the Baptist. You had some people here and there. But it started out, John the Baptist came preaching. And he told them about someone coming after him. He didn't know who it was, though. And then Jesus Christ revealed himself. And now you have a few followers of him. Started from 12, which really 11. We know what Judas did. But then later came Paul. So started with these 12, really. But now look at how many Christians you have around the world now. Look at what time we're in. Everybody in the world. A, 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 a great amount of people. I don't know the statistics. I don't know the numbers. I hadn't looked up. hadn't looked it up. But it's so many people. You can find so many people around you every day. Say, man, man, I believe in Jesus. But look at how they live. He said, you'll know what time it is. Just look around you. Look at how many Christians there are. Look at how many lying Christians there are. Look at how many murdering Christians there are. Look at how many hypocritical Christians there are. We know this is the case. We ourselves have been hypocrites. I've been one before, but I had to come to the realization, I can't do that and be saved. It's not going to work. So he said, you will know what time you're in because you will see a lot of hypocrites saying, look, I am. 
I am Christ-like. I am a Christian. They said, man, I thought you Christians weren't supposed to do that. They said, I am a Christian, though. I might just do a little sin from time to time, but I am still a Christian. He said, you'll know what time you're in. You're getting to the end. We got to We, we, you know, I can recall <laughs> uh, those of us, um, we're using uh, numbers. Uh, I don't know the best term, the best way to put this, but we're using numbers such as, you know, the, 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 the number one, uh, we, we draw the number two, we draw the number three, you know, we're, we're using numbers this way. And so when we look at a clock and it has the one, two, three, four, five, it's easy for us to read that. But now for, for people who have never seen or have, haven't had a lot of familiarity, that's a hard word for me to say. Um, if you were to do Roman numerals, you're like, Man, what? I can't tell what time it is. Or if you were to, to use military time, you say, uh, uh, 1500, what? what? 1700? When they start giving you some other ways to tell time, we're not really sure what people are talking about. And so... What has happened is Jesus has given us a way to tell time, but we're not sure because we haven't learned the system. If you learn the military system for telling time, it'll be easy for you to tell what 1300 is. If you learn the Roman numerals, it'll be very easy for you to look at it and tell what time it is. But because we haven't been exposed to it, we're lost. We're confused. So Jesus said, you can tell what time it is when you see a lot of hypocrites around you. He said, you know what? You can tell what time it is when you see yourself being a hypocrite. Saying I'm a follower when I know I'm not. He said, you can tell what time it is. He said, don't be deceived. Let's read. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. We, we know what time it is. Look at what's going on right now over in Ukraine. I haven't looked it up in a couple of days, but I haven't heard anyone start saying, yeah, the war is over, so I know it's still going. He said, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. Peep, so many people have talked about, man, this could be World War Three, the worst war ever, because now... We have more technology than we've ever had. We can do way more damage than we've ever done. A nuclear war. Everyone's afraid about it. People afraid to get drafted. This is what time we're in, and we're still asleep. We're still hitting the snooze. We're still not giving every single thing we have to focus on God. We're not giving our all. He said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. This is what time we're in. We know wars have continued to happen and they will continue as long as God allows the world to continue the way it is. Until he sets everything straight, there's going to be wars. But 
these wars cause so many problems, even to the people. We think the wars don't affect us. We say, well, it doesn't have anything to do with me. That's over in Ukraine. It's affecting your economy. It's affecting how much you go to the store and spend. Gas prices, food prices, even just trying to get certain materials, certain things you just can't even get right now. Companies closing, people we've did business with for years, closing. Everything is affected by the wars. This is what time it is. This is what time it is. Let's keep reading. See that ye not be troubled, mm-hmm. for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. He said, this must happen. It must. You know, this tells me. See, people think, <laughs> people think if you get, now, don't get me wrong, I would love to have better people in every field in the world, better doctors, better school teachers, better preachers in the church, better deacons, uh, better wives, better husbands, better men and women, better people in in, in public, uh, excuse me, in political offices, every phase of the world. I would love for it to be better people because we all should be trying to be better every day. But now if we think, just because we get a certain person in this position or in that position, that the wars are going to stop, they won't. If we think the crimes are going to stop, they won't. Because Jesus told us they won't. He said, for all these things must come to pass. He said it must happen. It's going to happen. Now we do our best to get whoever in whatever position to help us. We do that. But at the end of the day, I know this must happen. Let's read. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This must happen. There is no if, and, or buts about it. It must happen. There's going to be some problems going on in the world. We can see this going on. And if you understood how to tell time, and I'm not talking about reading Roman numerals. I know I brought it up, but that's not what I'm talking about. If you could tell time, if you could tell what time we are as it pertains to the end of the world, you'd wake up. You'd say, man, I'm late. I'm running behind schedule. You'd have a sense of urgency. So he said there's going to be, uh, it'll be nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Uh Uh-huh. And there shall be famines. Famines, shortages of food. This happens because of the weather. The weather can cause it. Sometimes we go through a drought. Sometimes God just doesn't allow the, the, the ground to produce. That can cause a famine. Wars cause these shortages also. No money to do anything. Wars. See, all of these things are connected. We have to know what time we're in. You go, (laughs) 
And it's not just about food. There's shortages of other things. Um, people have told me recently, you go to the gas station, they only allow you to get so much gas before they cut the pump off on you. This is what we're dealing with. There's shortages of things. I can recall uh, sometime, uh, maybe, maybe about a year ago, you go into the grocery store, they say, hey, it's a limit on water. It's a limit on this, paper towel. It's a limit on certain things here. You can't just come in and think you're going to take everything. Now, if you get smart enough, you say, well, we're going to get five people from the family. They all go in and buy the same stuff. But you yourself, you're not going to go in there and buy everything. Why? Because of a shortage. See, these are things we're facing every day. But somebody doesn't recognize what time we're in. Go ahead, man. And pestilences. Different diseases. Whether you say COVID-19 was started in a lab, <laughs> doesn't matter where you say it started. If it started from the cell phone tower, I mean, I've heard it all. Started from a bird, <laughs> a duck, wherever you think it started from, it is a disease. It is a sickness that has affected our entire world. You got to know what time it is. People we talk to, older people we talk to, they say, I've never seen anything like this. Some people say, well, I think it was blown out of proportion. It wasn't as bad as they made it seem. Whatever you say, but the result is still the same. It has completely flipped our world upside down. We're still wearing masks. People are still wearing masks. There's still mass mandates. I know it's more relaxed now than what it was, but it's still here. How many years have we been doing COVID? Two years, three years? I don't even know at this point. And we're still feeling the effects of it. And what happens when it gets cold again? Does it get worse? I can't say. I don't know. But I know this last round, I remember, uh, I, I had it, uh, many other people I know. I seen more people with it this past time than the time uh, the year before when everything closed down. Me personally now. So I'm recognizing how these things keep getting closer and closer to us. It's not just stuff we're seeing on the news. This is what time it is. Who's going to wake up and see this? Who's going to wake up? Let's keep going. And earthquakes in diverse places. Earthquakes. God is trying to use whatever he can to show us what time it is. He's using whatever he can. He'll use the earthquake. We have earthquakes all over all the time. Just look it up. We have them all the time. I, I remember listening to people, and this is not just people in California and places out there, because that's what we think of when we think of earthquakes. But you can find them right here in Mississippi. But they're so common in California, it's a normal thing to them. And so when something just continues to happen, 
you're no longer on the alert about it. You say, oh, that's normal. And so you fail to see what time it is. You fail to see it. God is allowing more and more stuff to happen, trying to sound the alarm to us more and more. And because it's so frequent, things happen so frequently, these signs are coming so fast, we're becoming uh, immune to it. We're we're, we're becoming uh, accustomed to it. It's no longer an anomaly to us. It's nothing that stands out to us. It's normal. It's everyday life. But he's still trying to tell us what time it is. He's trying to get us to wake up. So he said all these things are going to happen. Wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilences. He said there are going to be some false Christ. He said that on Down Song. He said the same thing again. He said be false Christ. Fake Christians. Hypocrites. You find this. You're not just finding the hypocrite in church. The hypocrites everywhere. Excuse me, in the world. You find the hypocrites in church. People pretending. And those will be the first people to do a lot of talking to you and try to tell you about God. <laughs> Let's keep reading. All these are the beginning of sorrows. He said this is the beginning of a very bad time. Nobody likes to be in sorrow. We don't like to be sad. But he said this is the beginning of a sad time. But he's telling us this so that we would wake up. I want to pick up verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. He said, many false prophets shall arise. People are are deceived in thinking this is what time we're in. People will show me videos of prophets and preachers. <laughs> One man, somebody showed me, he came in on a wrecking ball. <laughs> it's, from, it's some very ridiculous things that preachers are out here doing. But these are the people we want to see. We say, wow, that was so exciting. He came in on a wrecking ball playing Miley Cyrus. This, what this does to me, to someone else is funny. To someone else, they say, wow, I wish I went to this church. Wow, I'm going to start listening to this guy. But what this tells me, God is telling me what time it is. He said, that's false prophets. People pretending, people making a mockery of the word of God. People wanting to have fun. The Bible tells us there's a time for everything. It's not time for me to play right now. It's not time for me to play. So what time is it? It's time for us to wake up. So he said there's going to be false prophets. And shall, this is the word of God now, look at what he said the false prophet is going to do. Shall. Deceive many, not not a few. The false prophet shall deceive 
many. And you know what? We're being deceived every day. And we're not trying to find out how. We're thinking, oh, everything's going to be okay. I'm a good person. You better wake up and find out what time it is. You don't have to be deceived. We're willingly being ignorant. Uh, he told us that in one place. I think it's in the book of Peter. He said, this, we're being willingly ignorant. God wants you to know. The scripture tells us, if the blind lead the blind, where are they going? They're both going to fall into the ditch. You can't follow the false prophets. I don't care <laughs> how educated, how well of a speaker, how much you like the church. I refuse to do it because I want to be saved. So he said, this is going to happen. And people's love, he says, sin is going to abound. It's going to increase. It's going to spread all over. He said, and, and the love of people, they won't have any love for anybody. Look at what, look at the world we're in. You cannot even break your car. God forbid your car break down. And God forbid you leave it on the road that night. Because when you come back tomorrow, somebody has stole, <laughs> stole your tires off your car, busted your glass, stole your radio out. I mean, people are doing such cruel things to someone else. You just finished paying this car off, and now something happens to it. People are cutting parts off your car. Look at the love that people have. It's non-existent. He said, this is what's going to happen. Wake up and see what time it is. Ask yourself, is this going on? I talked to one person. They said, man, you know, people will see a person go to work every day and they'll find out your schedule. And when you leave the house, they pull a U-Haul up. These people went and rented a U-Haul to break in your house and steal your stuff while you're going to work. You can't even go to work without people stealing your stuff. Look at the world that we live in. Look at what time we're in. People are betraying. He talked about that in here. We didn't pick it up. Your own family members will betray you. You'll have children killing their own parents for money. Look at the world we live in. If we can't tell what time it is, it's because we don't know how to tell the time. We don't know these signs to look for. And Jesus tried his best to tell us. So now, let's pick up verse 13 before we move to somewhere else. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. If we just hold on to the end, we can be saved. Just hold on. I want to go over to one other place um, at the moment now. Things change. <laughs> I want to pick up, um, I think, 2 Peter chapter 3. 
because Jesus told us these signs. But now we always need some reinforcement. And so Peter is going to try his best to remind us. So let's pick up 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. All right. Uh, we have a comment from Jeremy where he quotes about three scriptures, which basically is just um, saying uh, we don't know when Jesus is coming back, but we need to watch and be um, be weary of these things, knowing the time, mm-hmm. knowing the signs. It said men are going to become lovers of themselves, us calling right, wrong and wrong, right, reprobate minds and a lot of things like that. So we really need to take heed of the time. That's so right. Thank you for the comment. Uh, but uh, Second Peter chapter three and verse one it says, "This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance." Every now and again, I, when when I think about this, I think about how when a person is cooking something, and if you don't stir it up, it won't cook properly. You can cook some mashed potatoes. You guys know what I'm talking about. You can cook certain things, and if you don't stir it up every once in a while, it will, it will not turn out right. It will not. So every once in a while, we have to be stirred up. That's what we're coming to Bible study for. We're coming to be reminded of some things. We're coming to hear something new and be reminded so that we can be saved. Because if we stop, There's no way possible we can be saved. I know what somebody told you. I know they said you can stop today, turn your back on God. But it will not work. So let's keep going here. Drop down to verse verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts. This is what time we're in. He said in the last days, there's going to be people Everything they do, it's about their own desires. It's about how they feel. It's not about God. It's all about, look at what people tell you today. Oh, child, (laughs) you just need some self-care. You just need to make things about you. See, you're always trying to make stuff about somebody else. You need more you time. And after a while, we start to think, man, everything's about me. I'm big and I'm bad. This is what happens in the end. The love of many shall wax cold. All right. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mm -hmm. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. People are saying... If you're telling me that Jesus is about to come back and the world is ending, all right, let's see something then. You've been saying this for years. Everything is still going the same way that it's always been going. And so we feel it's not true. We feel we have time to get right. Some people... Some people know these things that we're saying are true, and yet we're putting it off. We say, well, I have more time. 
I can waste, I can afford to waste some time. Let's drop down. Uh, let's drop down to verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, mm-hmm. as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He said, God. He's not slack. You know, <laughs> us as people, we slack on a lot of things. Stuff we'll know we need to do. We'll slack on it. We'll say, well, I get it some other time. We'll walk right over, walk past, trip through. Instead of doing some stuff we know we need to do, we'll slack. Because we feel we got time. He said, God is not this way. He's not slack. He's not lazy. He's not not taking his time. What he is doing is allowing us some time to get ourselves together, to present ourselves before him. That's what he's doing. God is giving you time to get right, but someone doesn't know their time is about to run out. People are leaving here every day. And every time someone leaves, we're thinking, man, can't believe it was that person. You know, I just seen them the other day. They seemed like they were doing fine. We say this often. But we're still not getting the message. The message is our time is winding up. That's the message. It's time for us to get serious about God. How long do we think he's going to allow us to play and pretend and try to look good in front of one another? (laughs) Uh, My pastor talked about how people get married. And when people first get married, they put their best foot forward. (laughs) And he literally would put his one foot forward and walk that way. (laughs) But as time goes on, you start to see that other foot, that other side. You start to see the real thing. It eventually comes out. At what point? Are we going to start being real with ourselves? God sees us. He he knows what we do when nobody else is looking. He knows. It's time now. We don't have much time left. Whether it's a year, whether it's (laughs) 10 more minutes, we don't have much time left. He's calling for his people to be saved. That's what he wants more than anything. And no matter how many times we turn our backs, he's been holding his hand stretched forth to us. But there's going to come a moment where he'll withdraw his hand. There's coming a moment where he says, that's it. They just don't want it. He knows. So 
Let's uh, finish up here. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Read that one more time for me. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. He said, God is going to sneak up on you. That's what he's telling us. The thief comes in the night in a time where you don't expect him. This is when a thief really steals. When you're not watching, when you're not looking. He said, God is going to return in Jesus Christ this way. When you didn't expect it. So we should be preparing ourselves right now. It's time for us to make preparations right now. Because we don't know when it's going to happen. And everything in this world, he told us in this verse, it's going to be burned. All, all the nice cars we have, all the nice homes, uh, nice computer, cell phone, all of it's going away. So we need this for the meantime. Don't get me wrong. But I shouldn't put too much stock into these things. I still have to keep my treasure. My treasure should be in heaven. My heart should be set on God. To where if I lose my phone, so be it. My heart should be on God. This is what time it is. Time to make our decision. Am I going to live right? Tonight is the night. Because if we continue putting this off, we'll never do it. There's some things we put off in our lives. We say, yeah, I'm going to do this next week. When next week gets here, we make some... We make another excuse for why we're not going to do something. We say, well, maybe next week. Next week gets here, there's another excuse. We do this with God. And after a while, we just never get ourselves together. We say, well, I want to give me a house first. Then I'm going to get right. <laughs> we work so hard to get that house. Then we say, well, now that I got the house, though, I, I want to get my yard straightened out first. You know, I got some problems in the yard. We, you work hard to get the yard straightened. And then something else goes wrong. Well, my car's messed up. I, I need to get my car straightened out first. And then your shower starts to mess up. So many issues come up, and, and we find an excuse to not do some things God told us to do. Things that are more important. You know, that's one of the things we don't recognize. There are things that are important. And there are things that are more important. There's things that are more important. And so we have to be able to righteously judge what's the most important things here. We have to be able to judge. What's most important? See, people judge being baptized is not that important. 
Now, that's not my message tonight, but that's always my message, being baptized in the name of Jesus. People look at that, and we say, well, you don't have to be baptized. You'll say that because you don't know what time it is. This is the time you need to be baptized. There's going to come a point, point in time where it'll be too late for you to do it. This is the time you do it. So, we have to recognize what is important. Jesus tells us everything that's important. He said there'll come rumors of wars, famines. People are going to betray you. As if they didn't even, they didn't even know. They didn't even care about you. People are going to betray you that way. There'll be false Christians. He told us a lot of things that were going to take place so we can know what time it is. He told us in one place, he said, my people does not even consider. We won't even consider what God says. He told us to be baptized. We won't even consider doing it. We find every excuse in the world. We say, well, why do I need to do that? just a bath, and then we'll go home and take a bath. We'll find a reason to not do it, which is nothing but an excuse. So we're not recognizing what time it is. It is high time, time for us to wake up. So I feel that someone out there will get the point. No matter how many times I repeat these things, <clears throat> no matter how many times I, I say it, somebody still doesn't get it because he already told me. He said, the false prophets shall deceive many. It's, it's going to happen. But that tells me there's still going to be a few who wake up and see what time it is. It's hard to tell the time when you sleep. I have no idea what time it is when I'm laying in my bed, eyes closed. I don't know till my alarm goes off and I find out what time it is. You will not see this thing the way I'm seeing it if you're still asleep. If you're still not even trying to find the truth, you're going to say, man, these are just normal things in life. Yeah, we're all right. You're going to feel this way. I have people tell me, yeah, I, I know the end's coming. I just don't think we're close. I know you don't think so. But whether the end of the world happens first or whether you die first, your time is very short. You don't have many, many years here left. Your time is very short. So we just don't recognize what time it is. So I'll leave it there. Um, God bless you guys. I'm hoping and praying that we would just take God serious. Take him serious for the opportunities he's given us. He's not going to always give you these chances if you keep ignoring him. 
you know, we don't like to be ignored as people. If you ignore, if someone ignores you, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to stop trying with them. You're going to stop trying because you're tired of them ignoring. You know, God's going to stop. After he tries and tries and tries, he's going to say, you know what? They just don't want it. I, I know they heard me. That's what we say when somebody we feel somebody ignored us. We say, I know they seen that message. I know they heard me call them. <laughs> they looked right at me. But how much are we doing this to God? So in my closing remarks, please acknowledge what time it is. We're getting to the last days. And again, whether the rapture takes place first or whether you die first, these are the last days. You don't have a lot of life. I know we think 20 years, 30 years, 40 years is a lot. But it passes so fast. Because ask yourself, how old are you now? How old are you now? Doesn't it seem like you've gotten there very quickly? You say, man, I can think back when I was in middle school. Man, I can think back when I was <laughs> seven years old. I remember this event happening. Yeah, and look at how much time has passed from now, from then to now. Life happens quick. It's quick. And so take these opportunities seriously. Wake up and see what time it is. So in my closing remarks, God bless you guys. I've enjoyed you as always. And I hope and pray that this would help somebody because that's the reason I do this. I'm not doing this to try to get some money from you, uh, to get you to like me to become popular or famous. I'm not doing this to get some praise. Wow, Tony, you know, you did great. I'm not doing it for that. I don't need that. I want God to reward me. I want him to reward me for doing the job that he sent me to do. And so I'm hoping you would feel the same way. Just do what it takes to please God. He'll reward you. He'll give you everything you need. All right. So at this time, God bless you guys. Into the hands of heaven. Oh, we have two more comments. Casey says, amen. And Jocelyn says, nothing but the truth. Choose ye this day. He also says, be ye also ready. Uh, we just read. He said, it's going to come. He's going to come like a thief in the night. In Revelation, he says, I come quickly and my reward is with me to repay everyone according to their works. It does matter what we do. Yes, it's his grace because we've sinned so many times and he's forgiven us so many times. So it is definitely we are saved through his grace. But it's some things that we still have to do and continue to do. Um, we just have to we just have to be ready. We have to be prepared. Like Paul, like I mentioned at the beginning of the live stream, Paul said it's high time that we awake out of our sleep. Like Tony said, we won't know. It's, you know, I, I sit back and think about how crazy it is, how the spiritual aligns with the natural. I mean, just even with baptism, how um, natural birth, you're covered in water, you come out crying. And it's the same thing with spiritual birth. When, we, when we're born again, we get baptized. 
And it may not happen as soon as we get baptized, but we will. We are going to speak in tongues. It all aligns. He's telling us natural things to explain the spiritual because we won't always get it. And until we get baptized and get the Holy Ghost evidence of speaking in tongues, we won't get it. So I definitely do appreciate you guys for tuning in. And um, as Tony mentioned earlier, we are, we didn't get the verse, but he mentioned that we are willingly ignorant. Um, and there's a place in the New Testament, I forget where it is, but it says we are going to have itchy ears. We're only going to want to go where we want to hear what we want to hear, even if we know it's a lie. Um, I'm reminded in a place in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10. I remember this one where they said, don't speak to us right things. Speak to us smooth things. We want to be lied to because the lie sounds so much more peaceful to our ears. It allows us to stay in our comfort zone. And then the Lord is trying to get us out of our comfort zone while still providing us with the comforter. So thank you guys um, for the comments. I don't think that we have any more. No, it doesn't look like it. So thank you, Kiara, Chris, Casey, Sandra, Jeremy, and Jocelyn for uh, for commenting. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to have you there. It's a good message each, each and every single week. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, um, oh, we got something else? Oh, wait. Some last one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. And yes, even during this war, even during COVID, even during anything, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of the storm. We're still here. We're still breathing. There's reason to be joyful. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you then. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.